I'm Kim Burns. This is What's the Story, and I'm here with Amy Gittin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great, and I'm so glad you'd come in and talk about this new app. Now, I'm one of the the old people who don't know mm-hmm. enough about apps. I know that I like the app that tells me when the train's leaving, mm-hmm. and I like uh, the Wordsmith app that comes on every morning gives me a new word. Those so are I feel useful. like I'm learning something. Yes. But you have a very cool new app that uh, has also an emotional mm. component to it. Yes. Daily Aloha. Right. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. Okay. How do you think about this? You know, I never set out to create a mobile app. In you fact, didn't. if you told me I was going to do that, I would have said you were crazy. <laughs> I had an experience and I couldn't shake it. It was so uplifting at a time when people were feeling so down and crappy that I thought, oh, this there, there needs to be more of this. 2016. 2016. So it was a presidential election in the fall of 2016. Well, so you know they're still feeling crappy, by the way. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because at the time I thought, oh, I had this idea, but you know what? Everyone's going to feel better and then they won't need my app. <laughs> well, well not true. Here we are. Right. Um, so no time like the present. So um, I was commuting in and out of Union Square in New York City in the fall of 2016. And I was taking the subway. And after the election, when everyone was feeling not only crappy, but just like stunned. I think, yeah, and confused. And confused and separate from their neighbors and the people that they've always. Suspect. Yes, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, it's like us versus like, what side are you on? And it's that's not how we are as humans. I mean, we're natural, naturally connectors and we like, like to be with find our people and relate, but everyone was feeling really wary and disconnected and that doesn't feel very good. So we're all feeling like that. And I was in the subway and I saw this post-it wall. And then day after day, I saw it expand and expand and expand. To 50,000. 50,000 post-its. post-its. Right. Which is hard to like imagine. If you go on subwaytherapy.com, you'll get a visual. But it would have like wrapped around. And there was an artist behind that. It wasn't mm-hmm. random. No, it's a guy named Matthew Chavez. And now he's my friend. I stalked him until we had coffee. You had to. I had to. I was so intrigued by this thing. Was he handing out the post-its or were people bringing their own? Um, he made them available. So they were just stacked Because they around. looked a little bit too in unison color-wise. Mm, well, <laughs> post-it has its thematic colors. Yes, but it does. Yes. It was a cohesive yes. situation. But, you know, I was there every day, so I got to see, day after day, how people interacted with this thing. And they were putting up thoughts for the day. Is that correct? They were. You know, it was really tied to the election because if you if you went to the wall and read just a couple, you would say, oh, I get it. It's about, we're still us. It's about, let's be unified. Let's remember This isn't going to kill us. We can still move forward. We can move forward and be... So then what did you yeah. do? So I saw how people were transformed by the simple act of participating. Taking a look, writing down their thought, putting it up, taking a picture, and saying like, huh, there I am, surrounded by all these other people. It's so fun to be a part of something. Yes. It's fun. It's fun. Right. It was fun, it was uplifting, but so simple, so Mm -hmm. simple. 
but you know, impactful. Now, was the artist there every day? Was Matthew there? He wasn't. Day? I mean, this thing took on a life of its own. Yes, it did. And the, yeah. uh, the New York City cops were not upset uh, about having this wall. Eventually, yeah. I was going to say. You know what happened was there was so much participation that they were like three, four deep on the wall. They started literally falling off. Right, of course. So they called it a public safety hazard after a while. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but what they did is they took a section of the wall and they put it in, I think, the New York Historical Museum, or they memorialized a section of the wall. Oh, that's so nice. Which is pretty that's cool. Good. So then where, where'd you move from there? So I couldn't get it out of my head. I thought, here's something that was this collective experience, and it seemed to unite anonymous strangers in a moment that was meaningful and uplifting. So I, so I started researching other large participatory public projects. How do they work? How, you know, how do they operate? Do they, is there anything that they have in common that create this sort of magical moment among these strangers that are passing by? So you know, once you start looking for something, you find it everywhere. I found a bunch, I kind of decoded them, and I thought, ah, there's just a couple things that they have in common, and they seems to be their, their special sauce. And I can make that available through technology. Okay, but I wouldn't think that way because I would have no idea what my first step would be. What is the first step to when you say, oh, I'm going to create an app? I mean, people do it every day. Yeah. And people also don't do it every day. Right, right. <laughs> you know, honestly, the, like thinking about a mobile app wasn't my first idea. My first idea was to do it via text, like text messaging. I thought, oh, this is be cool. Like people anonymously could be text messaging each other these like inspirational, uplifting messages. So I started investigating that, and then I ran into some roadblock. I'm like, oh, maybe not text messaging. Maybe a mobile app. So I did some exploration, landed on the idea of a mobile app. Well, because really, you're the one then making the decision to look at it versus being reacting to it. Yes. Right. And and also you this I. I kept having that visual of the sticky notes, and it's such a visual experience right. that you really can't do in a text messaging So let's platform. talk about technically. Now, you have a yeah, partner. I do. And so was this an old friend or? Yeah, we met cute because um, our daughters are best friends. We're best friends growing up. So he's been a family friend um, for a while. And I accidentally blurted the idea to him. We were on a board together, and we're working on a project. And we were getting together once a week, working on the project, and somehow something we were talking about seemed apropos what I was noodling around. So I just blurted it. I don't think I had told anybody. And he loved the idea. I was like, you do? Did he know about apps? No, he, he's not. A, neither one of us are technologists, although I actually majored in computer science, but it was so long ago. It was way before there were apps. <laughs> so right. not that useful. He's kind of an early web guy. So we both hit like a little bit, a little bit. Right. We weren't scared of technology. So who do you go to if you decide that you've got a great idea? We found this freelance guy up in Seattle, Washington, and we worked with him to build a working prototype. Okay. So all of a sudden we had this thing, like on our phones, it felt magical, like, oh my gosh, it's like I had a baby, and here it is. Of, of course. And I was showing everybody, what do you think of this, what do you think of so that? So did you just have it just on your phone because yeah. you were the one who was working on the prototype? Okay. And my partner, Greg. So we right. each had it on our phones, and we would show it to anybody who would look. Of course. And we gathered all this feedback, gathered, 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 kept tinkering with it, finessing it, and then, 
you know, it got real. We're like, well, I think we're going to do this thing. Right. Like, people seem to like it. Now, uh, just to let our listeners know, when you go to the app and you open it, it, every day it has a question for you. It does. Right. Yeah. So let's give some examples. Sure. So what I found by kind of researching the Post-it Note Project and others is that there's sort of some kind of an invitation to participate. So it makes it really clear how you're meant to participate. And that invitation unites you with all the other people that are participating. So it's a shared experience. So our invitation to participate is a single fill-in-the-blank thought-provoking question each and every day. And it's live for 24 hours, everybody participates, and then the next day it's a new question. So the questions are designed to be thought-provoking, certainly invite some self-reflection. Some days it might be more about a memory that reminds you of something useful in your present life. It might so do you guys have to write these and continually change them? Are there any There's repeats? How does that work? Day. Well, we launched in May. No repeats yet. Okay. So I, I, I keep a library. Every time I have an idea, I stick it in my library. Right. And then um, over the course of the week, I make sure that it's a nice mix. Some are memories, some are intentions, some are advice for yourself and others. But they're all thought-provoking, and they're all pretty positive. So today's is, today I will love and support myself by, and then the person who opens the app, I'm just letting the listener yep. know, um, says, hmm, how am I going to love and support myself today? So it really makes you stop and think, because mm -hmm. maybe you're not loving and supporting yourself. <laughs> maybe you're running around like a maniac. Yep. And then you fill in the, the blank, yep. and then you send it, mm -hmm. and then you get a response from someone else. Mm -hmm. That's clearly somewhat random. How is the app designed that I get a particular random response? Right. So uh, this is really like the fun little fortune cookie part of the app, right? So you sent, you sent your thought off and it gets delivered randomly and anonymously. I think it's important to note right. that the whole app right. is anonymous so that it invites people to reflect and really express themselves authentically without fear of being exposed. You can be vulnerable. So um, the way it works is it's kind of a chain reaction. So when you send yours off, it gets delivered to the person who responded right before you. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. Okay, I couldn't figure out what the method was. Yes. And then the next person who sends one in gets yours. So it's a chain reaction ah. all over the world. So I don't know if you've gotten some from some some uh, surprising locations, but well, we have per people participating all over. Well, no, no. That's one thing I noticed because then you go to the wall. Right. So that's part of the app where you go to the wall and you can see many responses. Can you see all of them? All of them. All of them. So yes. give numbers. How many responses, let's say, obviously it's going to change by time of day, right. but let's say it's 10 a.m. By 10 a.m., I know we have thousands of people you know, who have signed up and are participating. Um, we haven't marketed yet. I've been a little slow because we wanted to make sure that our technology was like robust. Well, talk to the guys in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Oh, that's You know what, so I have sad. to say, I've been feeling a little bit like, wow, we dodged a bullet here. Like, our tech is holding up out in the wild. That is really scary, it? Isn't is a it? little scary. It just shows you what we don't know. But um, so we've got thousands of people subscribed and hundreds of people responding a day now, every day. So we were um, talking earlier about social media and the difference of 
an app like this that's trying to bring goodness and inclusivity and what have you. And there's a couple of things that um, I was reading about on your website. For example, curiosity instead of judgment. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it was interesting to look at these participatory projects because they left out some really important features that um, are integral to social media, like judgment, right? The like with the like button and the, all of that. So we're subject to constant comparison. We were just talking about yeah. that. That's why I dressed up for you. There you go. <laughs> and boy, are you looking fine, Thank might you. I, I add. I, I, yeah, I knew you were thinking that. <laughs> you can, right, you're looking great. You're, you're looking pretty over oh, there. My. Um, but you know, it, it's this constant comparison, being subjected to judgment, whether that be the number of likes or commentary on your post or what have you. Um, you've got FOMO going on, right? You're comparing you know, your insides, how you feel with everybody else's curated life and what they're choosing to present. Right. So it's comparison, it's, you know, so it's So awareness seeking uh, instead of approval seeking. I think that's yeah. really interesting. I think so many, uh, so much time is wasted with the approval seeking, especially for younger people who maybe haven't completely formed their self-identity or yes. what have you. Um, but awareness at any age is difficult because, for example, uh, people who are just really busy don't mm -hmm. take the time to sort of be aware yeah. of where they are in their day, aware of what they're thinking at a certain time because they have too much to do. Right. We're on digital overload, right? Yeah. I mean, like we're we, on everything overload. We're on, I was just going to agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. Our lives are so busy. Um, we're 24-7, always on culture. So I have to tell you, the yeah. first uh, time I heard about your app, I was hugely interested, but I thought to myself, am I going to bother to take the time? Mm. Am I, am I going to stop and do this like I do with my word thing because I love words because I write? Yeah. And then when I started using your app, I realized that it stopped me in my tracks mm. and actually sort of made me smile mm. because I felt like I was having a minute of self-indulgence in a positive way, taking care of myself instead yeah. of cleaning another bedroom or writing another whatever. It was yeah. for me, mm. for one minute, mm. and it made a difference. Well, I'm so delighted to hear you say that because it's exactly the effect we were hoping for. You know, we made it a minute or two a day. It's not constantly crying out for your attention. Right. It's just like a little oasis moment for you. And you know, people keep telling us, our team, that you know, I always wanted to journal. I always wanted to do a meditation app. You know, people know they need this moment, but it's just hard to fit it in. And some of these tools feel like heavy and like homework. Right. So we developed something that's sort of light and fun, like deceptively simple, but I think meaningful. I agree 100 percent so uh are there other apps that you think about when you uh, having done this now i mean i know it's still in the growing stage yes but when you think about this i mean clearly is it's catching on and mm -hmm. do you feel like there's some another app out there that you c might develop or that you're interested in or, or are there enough apps i don't even know how many apps there are do you have any idea um Yes, millions. Millions. There's, I think, two million in the Google Play Store and like 1.8 million in the Apple App Store. So, so let me back that question up a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's. We're saying millions, and you can go to some guy in Seattle, and he's going to help you put your app together, and you're going to pay him X amount. Fine. Uh, 
then Google has to accept it. Clearly, there's some criteria because yes. there's a lot of freaks out there who could be creating yeah, apps that nobody... Yeah, they need to protect their need to customers. Protect, yeah. And they also need to protect their own brand. For right. For okay. Yep, so right. did you had to uh, go through certain steps in order to for Google and Apple or whomever to accept you? How does that work? Yeah, exactly. You submit it to both of those platforms, um, Google and Apple, and then there's an approval process. Okay. You know, it's not yeah. unlike this podcast that will go up on iTunes because it has to be accepted prior to airing, of course. Right. Which makes sense to me. I mean, one of the things that Google and Apple are both concerned about and increasingly is privacy. Right. And um, I'm glad. You well, know? look at Facebook. What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> I mean, why don't they fix that? Well, you know, don't like to badmouth anyone, but there's a lot of a lot of problems going on with social media. Right. You know, from a privacy standpoint, but also just what we were talking about, how it's making us feel. Like, we don't feel so good. Um, those were engineered to capture our attention and sell it to the highest bidder. I mean, right. that's what they're there for. Right, right. Right? So um, I'm glad that we're on platforms that are starting to increasingly look out for their customers because we want to be on the right side of those things. Right. Yeah. So what apps do you use on a regular basis? Besides Daily Hello, huh? Right. Yeah. Well, you, men you mentioned um, Catching the Train. I definitely That's like That's a critical my, app. My, yep. It's really great. And I have to confess, I love words also. I am a words with friends person. Have you ever played that? No, I'm afraid. It's kind of like mini Scrabble. Would I get like sucked into it? Like uh, Alec Baldwin, he like got thrown off a plane because of it. Is that right? Yeah, because he wouldn't stop playing. I mean, I feel like I've known most, most like, of his antics. I no, missed that like, one. No, they're like, put the phone away, Alec, and he's like, I don't think so. Oh, that's pretty. I'm in the middle of a game. That is really yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got a strong personality. <laughs> um, that he does. Um, and then I, I'm on email, and I am on the social media platforms, but I try to be really intentional when I use them. Um, and I love Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. Oh, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of them, and there's so many that are great ones. In fact, we're partnering with BrightMind uh, Meditation App today in our app, which is another great meditation app. Um, Insight Timer is, to me, like just a smorgasbord or library of, um, of great meditations of various lengths with various um, teachers. And you can say, okay, I want something that's going to help me with anxiety or with sleep or with um, consciousness or what have you, and I have 10 minutes and find a guided meditation that works for you in that space. Now, I, I think it's wonderful, and I think people should use these sources. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the question of demographics then. Mm -hmm. So uh, we talking about women being more apt to use the app? Because when you really think about it, women are more open to outside help in self-reflection. Mm -hmm. So. It's a great question, and for our app, frankly, I don't have all the demographic information yet because we're so um, protective of our customers, our users' privacy that we're not ask we're not gathering all that information. But there's a lot of clues based on how people are answering the question. I mean, they talk right. about being husbands or wives or sons or daughters. So I'm starting to get a feeling. Do they? Yes. So where does that come into play? Because I'm just answering the fill in the blank feeling again. <laughs> like, well, this is fun. Well, it depends but I'm on not, the question, But I'm right? not giving much information aside from my little selfish thing I'm doing. So I'll give, I'll, I'll give you an example. So say we might have a question. This is a real question we've asked. If I had the courage, I would blank. 
maybe the response is, you know, tell my wife that, oh. you know, we don't have enough money for a vacation this year. Right. Or I would take my, you know, so, so they, rev like family is so important to us, right? Family members come up so much in the app because it's so important. It's all that we live for often, right? The love of our families. Of course. And our role within our families. So it just comes out. And likewise, age does. I might ask a question about um, an intention for the day. And someone might say, I just, I want to study for this test because then, you know, I have three more tests till graduation. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a college student. Or I might have a life goal to, um, to have enough money for retirement in five years. I'm like, oh, this is someone who's closing in on retirement. So I read every response every day. Do you? I do. I do. So I have a, I have a very like visceral sense of who we've got in the app, what's on their mind, what matters to them. And of course, that really them. helps you create the new questions. It does. Because you have a feel for what people might need by their responses. Exactly. So what I've, what I can tell you is that our app is college students to retirees. It's men and women. I think it does skew female. Mm -hmm. We've got plenty of men in there. Um, so I'm pretty delighted by the fact that we are cross-generational. There's so few platforms, you know, how like young people fled Facebook when their parents got on, yep. right? And then there's the, then Snapchat gets replaced by TikTok. So every generation sort of has its place to gather on social media. People are still using Instagram, right? They are. Okay. Instagram, I think, does cross a lot of the demographic segments more so. But we are truly cross-generational where young people can benefit from the wisdom of people that have more lived experience. Older people can remember what it's like to be young and the worries of the young and what's on the mind of the, you know young people just starting out. So it's really this cross-fertilization of life. So where do we go from here with apps? Yes. I mean, are we just going to be just, that's all we're going to have is apps? I mean, it sort of feels like that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of institutions are just, okay, well, they're able to cut back on having a physical plant or what have you. I mean, everything seems to be in the palm of our hand or people think it can be. Is it possible? You know, I actually feel like there's a return to thirst for in-person communication and in-person relationships. Do you? I do. You know, I've gotten involved through my work with Daily Aloha in a number of digital wellness communities. You know, people that are just fed up with um, the extractive nature of our technologies, not just social media, but the internet and what it's doing to us and how it's like disintermediating our personal relationships. Well, sure. I mean, some people would actually go meditate versus having an app that helps them do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because like, ironically, people are using technology to get people together in real life. Sure. Right. So I think there's a bit of like, you know, how the pendulum swings one way and then it starts to swing back the other way. Well, it's yeah. just, it's been just a little too awesome for people to absorb because it's so amazing what these apps can do. And as humans, mm -hmm. we're not going to be in the way of technology, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean we understand what to do with it in real time. I think that's right. Yeah. I, and I think for me, I love technology. I also feel like there's such a thing as too much technology and in a way that it takes you out of your life. So for me, it's all about intentional use of technology. 
you know, you don't get lost in your phone and three hours have gone by. You're like, what did I just do? Right, it's ridiculous. Right? So it's being purposeful. It's knowing why you're using it, how you're using it, and when it's time to stop using it. Well, for women of a certain age, I can tell you that they will put their phone down when they realize what it's doing to their neck. Because, mm. I mean, I'm <laughs> And thumbs and all our other body parts. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Yeah. And, it, and it, I just think it's interesting that we do have it at our fingertips, but what we need for your next app to be is check in today. What else besides your thought? What's one thing you can do to put your phone down? It's a, you know, I actually asked a question in the app about people's view of technology, which is like a little bit weirdly self-referential, but it was the most polarizing question I asked in the app. The question was, if the internet went away tomorrow, I would blank. That was the question. What'd you get? I got... No, tell me it's not true. And I got, oh my, I got, oh my God, that would be the biggest relief. I got people saying my job would go away. It was such an eye-opening thing mm -hmm. how many people thought about their livelihood and how their livelihood was, you know, dependent on technology. Oh, 100%. I think yeah. so many industries, of course, have changed because of it, but also at a level that you don't really think about. For example, so I write comedy. Mm -hmm. So let's say a thought crosses my mind. I can instantly go and just look up that word and a slew of things come up that are yeah. going to give me ideas of how to shape a joke. Yeah. Whereas before, you just you might come up with the joke, but then again, so would your other comics. So in other words, that's what the competition was. That's what the level was. But yeah. now my stakes are high because there's so much information and you have it so readily available that you have to be on top of it. So there's a different level of pressure because yeah. there's no excuse for not knowing everything or knowing what's going on all the time or being on top of it and telling yeah. the most topical jokes. It's, it's like an arms race of information. It really right? is. It really Absolutely. is. And it's so much pressure. So, it, so everybody yeah. would have, in other words, my point is, is that I, I could never survive unless the whole playing field was leveled. I couldn't just drop out and expect to <laughs> be alone in this without my, without the internet. Right. You know, it's just, it's, right. everything's changed and you're not going to take a step back from it unless you're dropping out. Correct. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So just the thought of it. Right, the internet going away, even for everybody, like sent a lot of people into a panic and other people just were really nostalgic for the days pre-internet. But particularly for people, that's all they know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure when you were growing up as with me, you know, you didn't have a phone when you went to college. You didn't, you know, I barely spoke to my parents, which wasn't a bad thing because it made you so independent. I, right. My, and you my, had to survive <laughs> and you had, you ran out of money and you went, oh, well. Oh, well, 100%. Better meet a cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was allowed to call home on Sunday afternoons when the rates went down. That's what I mean. That was, I remember those days. <laughs> that was days. my college experience. Well, right. So for us, it's like, oh, well, you take away my phone, you know, we'll probably be okay. But for people, that's all they know. That's the right. It's, it's yeah. a totally different experience. Yes. So anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? We Again, it's daily. Aloha. Yes. And it's really, really easy to download. I, I mean, I don't know if people realize, because you go to your app store and boom, boom, it's like a couple of clicks. That's it's a it. a couple of clicks. And I, I guess I'll mention it's free. 
Um, so if that's another incentive, we'd love you know all your listeners to give it a try. We're also www.dailyhaloha.com, and there's links to the App Store right there. If you if that's a nice shortcut it's for very you. Very simple. It's very simple. It is simple. It's refreshing. Right, and and I think that it would be nice if people had the idea of having like six of their favorite apps, and that's it, mm. and that's all you had. That would they, so I don't want to take away the internet. But I want to take away superfluous information that is clogging up your day. Yeah, I think we could all, you know, breathe a little bit easier with that. Like if Saks Avenue would stop sending me sales announcements, <laughs> it's very distracting. Your your inbox, right? It's overwhelming. It's all overwhelming. Yeah. So that's why it's nice to just take a step back and go think about something that has a little more depth than yeah. my spring wardrobe. Well, they're both important because did I mention how great you're looking today? <laughs> <laughs> On this dreary, dreary February day. Yeah, you gotta think. To, you gotta think ahead to spring. You really do. Yeah. You, we, we all do to survive. Okay, so Amy and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. It's a great app. Everybody should try it. It's really fun. It seriously is. And you know, uh, as my last shout out. Uh, so many of us have children. So many of us have children that are in the stages of being um, just really intolerable to be around. And middle schoolers. So with my voice, it's yeah. like, show them the app. What do you think about this question? Because I think for grownups, it's, yeah. we react immediately to that because it's so mm -hmm. fulfilling. But for kids who are particularly on that cusp of um, eh, you know, almost teenagers, whatever, where yeah. they're really going through sometimes an identity crisis. It's, it's a tough time. We yeah. talked about that earlier. Yeah. This is a great tool, and it's a great way for the family to talk about what they're thinking about because kids relate to phones more than they do to mom talking to them at the kitchen table. Look what I saw today. I am so glad you brought that up because I have heard a lot of people say that they they use our questions as a conversation starter around the dinner table. There you go. And, and again, it goes yeah. back to the, can you live without the internet? Well, those kids, that's all they know. They know the phones, they relate yeah. to the phones, they're not allowed to use the phone at the table. So in this case, they would be thrilled to see me bring my phone to the table. <laughs> right, right. right. And other people have said that they'd love a version of our app for schools. Oh. Because middle schoolers, like you say, that that's a tough, those are a tough couple of years. Right. And it's, you're, as you mentioned too, they're figuring out who they are. A little introspection is a great thing. And with, with the anonymity. With the anonymity. Yeah. That's right. So, so we have that too. That's in our future. Wonderful. Thank you again, Amy Giddon. I'm Kim Burns with What's the Story. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you.